How's it going, guys? Tyler Solberg with the Solar Performance Training Podcast, and today we have episode number eight, I believe. Um, just like any other solo podcast, I'm just going to go through a series of questions that I got either on social media or emailed over to me um, through the podcast. So I'm just going to go down the line of questions, and hopefully some of the questions may pertain to some of your health and fitness goals or some of the things that you may be thinking about as you start your, well, I guess they've kind of been under underway for a couple of weeks, but as you, as you start and, and look to continue some of your new year's resolutions and whatnot. So let's go to question number one. So right to new year's resolution questions here. So every year I come up with a plan to eat better and exercise more. And every year I quit after two weeks in, why can't I seem to change? You know, this is kind of a tough one. Number one, I'd obviously need to be able to look at kind of what your plan is to be able to speak to it. But, you know, the, the general thing that happens to most people when they start a New Year's resolution is they get everything ready, right? They buy some new shoes, they buy um, some new gym apparel, they they go online, they get their, um, they get their program, they go online, they get their um, their nutrition plan, they're all ready. They come out Monday and, you know, it works good for the first week and then life happens. Um, you know, things come up at work, you know, things come up with their kids, things come up with, with school. And what you realize is when you apply some of these New Year's resolutions, it sounds really good on paper, um, but really without structure and guidance and feedback and <laughs> You know, you'd say this in sport without, you know, live action reps, it's really hard to tell how good a program is going to work until you put, you know, until rubber meets the road. Um, so, yeah, generally the reason people quit is because they don't really um, they, they have this plan in mind and the, the moment it doesn't start going the way they want to, um, they kind of just chalk it up as, well, this this plan isn't working for me versus, OK, well. I'm applying this plan. You got to find the bits and pieces that work for you. Um, and you have to be able to keep those, apply those and shed the things that maybe are not as conducive with your schedule and your goals and things like that. Um, you have to be able to adjust your plan to your life. Um, I also would say this too, you know, it's, it's tough to change habits that have been ingrained for a long time. You know, if you're someone that's used to, and this is a lot of people I work with when I look at their eating uh, when they first come in with me is, you know, they work a desk job. You know, they may or may not eat breakfast. They may or may not bring a lunch to work. They may, you know, it, it's tough to going, going from literally not planning your, your day at all to, you know, I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to go and grocery shop twice a week. I'm going to go and you know, I'm going to have my lunches planned for work and set out for that day. It's a lot of changes to make at once. And people don't like to admit that it is, but it is the time investment and, um, you know, the physical investment involved and even the financial investment involved in adding some of these things into your life and, you know, following through with them, it's a lot harder than people like to give it credit for because, you know, if it, if it was that easy, right, everybody would be doing it and people, and it wouldn't be the, you know, the norm that everybody does a new diet or, you know, does a new exercise plan and then they fall off after two weeks. 
Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I would say that, you know, if you're someone that's looking to start a new year's resolution, just make sure you're focusing on the big rocks, um, you know, in, in fitness and in health, we would say that the big rocks would be focus on, you know, a good night's sleep. So focus on your sleep hygiene and, and routines you have around your sleep, um, you know, stretching before bed, getting getting blackout shades, making sure that you have some white noise in the room, make sure you have some good scents on your bed, lavender, and, you know, get your tea before bed and maybe take some sleep supplements if you need to, you know, that being rock number one, you know, make sure that you're focusing on rock number two, which is like, don't focus on all these micro, um, you know, pieces of nutrition, focus on the big picture, which is, you know, make sure you get lots of, <clears throat> make sure you get lots of, you know, colorful fruits and vegetables, make sure you get a lot of protein, make sure you get a lot of water in your diet. Um, and then, you know, the, the other big rocks being, you know, your aerobic piece, I don't care if that's walking, or you like to interval train. Um, and then the other one being, you know, focus on getting your strength training. And so, you know, when you start a New Year's resolution, just don't get cute, you know, try to make sure that you sleep better, try to make sure that you lift more weights, try to make sure that you get some, um, some good aerobic activity and, and that, that you're eating um, things that are conducive with your goals. You know, so Okay, well, let's move on to the next one. So what does a day in the life of an online trainer look like? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So for me, you know, I obviously still work with some in-person clientele um, a couple days a week. But yeah, most of, most of the load that I have as far as clients go are online. So yeah, I can kind of walk you through what I do on a day, daily basis. You know, the first thing that I do as, a, as an online trainer is really um, focusing on you know, for the replies, I, I think that the biggest thing, you know, I've been programming and I've, you know, I've multiple degrees in exercise science and psychology and, you know, taking all these certification programs and programming and I've been making programs for, you know, 10 years, whatever, whatever it turns out to be. The, the thing that keeps people around and the thing that you want to focus on the most is, is, the the relationships that you build with people. So probably the first thing I do in the morning after I kind of wake up and do my little morning gratitude exercises and, you know, do my meditation. Um, the first thing I do is get on my computer and I start checking, you know, who got the workouts in last night? You know, do I have any messages or questions from clients, especially people that are just starting out? You know, the longer clients work with you online, um, the, the less maintenance they really need. The, once they learn the systems, like, okay, I got to be eating veggies and fruit and, you know, what I just described, you know, once they understand the big rocks, um, you're really just focused on motivation and kind of keeping them on track and um, answering questions that come up. Um, and then, you know, another thing too is, you know, just looking through uh, the analytics. I really like, I like the software that I use in Trainerize because I can go through and I can see what clients have been compliant in their exercise program, which clients probably need a little bit more help and support. Um, I'll go through people's, you know, their biweekly habits that they have in the app and look at who's completing those, who's not. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of piling up the statistics. So when I do my weekly meetings with my clients um, that I have, 
I have things that we can speak about that pertain to their program and their goals and um, things and steps they can do to move forward. And that all just depends on where the client's at. You know, when you're first starting out, some of that might be, you know, technique. Some of it might be, you know, scheduling days to grocery shop and what foods to eat and this and that. And, you know, sometimes when your clients are further along, you talk about, you know, like I said, the sleep routine stuff, the supplementation, the, you know, nutrient timing, the, the little bit of the intermittent fasting, if you want to go into that. Um, you talk about those those skills a little bit later down the line. But yeah, so that's going to be the biggest thing that I do is, you know, is fielding questions. I'm going to be looking through client statistics in adherence and consistency. Um, and then the third thing that I do, and I, I get this done usually right away in the week, is I do all my remote coaching calls, the weekly check-in calls with clients. I do them um, Wednesday through Friday. Um so I, I get every client that works with me on a Monday gets an automated message that says, hey, you know, make sure you go over and schedule your weekly call. This is optional. You know, obviously you don't have to sit down and talk to me, but, you know, clients that show up and, and, and talk with their coach and talk through the process and talk about what's going well and what isn't and what they need to work on and, and, and what's going well, you know, they do better in the program. They're more adherent over time. And that's just that's just facts, right? You know, that's, it's the same thing you look at, like when, when clients uh, or when, when students go in to meet with their professor um, to, to review their work or um, to get help. Those, those people that go and see the professors, you know, sub in, in this system, you know, it's an online coaching system, sub in the coach, people that go see their coach once a week, they do a lot better than people that just kind of fly by the seat of their pants and just assume like, okay, this plan is everything I need to get me to where I go. I want to go. Um, you know, they just, on average, they just do better. Okay. And then, yeah. And then from there, um, I guess, you know, if it is a Wednesday through Friday, um, the life of an online trainer is then you, you get on the phone and you do what we're doing right now. You, uh, which is my favorite part. You know, I put so much work into the front end of, filming all these videos and I'll still continue to film more videos, you know, and add, add to my exercise library, but you take care of a lot of that and the verbal descriptions and the videos and everything up front. And you, you learn all the programming and make all these, you know, plans up front, you know, you make little tweaks depending on the, the client you have in front of you. But um, yeah, but then, but then my favorite part is just, it's just connecting and, and getting to know my people, you know, um, I was talking with a client with about that the other day. It's, it's, yeah, it's a programming. Yeah. It's, you know, it's what you eat, but it's, you know, it's a, it, the making it stick is making is, is, you know, making these relationships with clients where they feel a part of a community and they feel like they're a part of your team. And um, we're really doing something bigger than, than just, you know, another new year's resolution. I, I enjoy that the most. I love, love sitting down with my clients and how's the week going and, you know, how the program going, how you liking this, how you, you know, how can we make adjustments to this? I love that stuff. And, you know, just getting to know them better and, um, you know, the, the better that we can build a relationship, the more likely that, that the program gets done. So I love that too. Okay. So let's look at this. Oh, how to, um, this one is from my friend, Hannah. Um, how to stay active on vacation. This is a really good question. Um, a lot of people, 
you know, the, the moment something comes up in, in around the holidays is kind of the moment this happens for a lot of people. Um, you know, when they go on vacation or some sort of family, you know, trip comes up, you know, they just kind of toss aside everything they've been doing up to this point that was conducive with their goals, needs and personal preferences. Right. They just kind of go, well, I'm on vacation and, and I'm just going to, and, and while I agree, I mean, I totally agree. It's kind of like the holidays, like, you know, eat the damn cookie, you know, you see, you see grandma, don't, don't offend her, you know, have a piece of cake and whatever you got to do. But I, I think, you know, I think the same thing applies for vacation, you know, by all means go and check out some restaurant that you're not going to be able to go to have some of the desserts, but you know, when you're not going to one of those, you know, five-star Michelin star restaurants when you're on vacation, there's nothing wrong with kind of taking some of what you know and the principles that you've been applying throughout the program. Like say you're um, applying throughout the program and, and applying them to, to even vacation, you know, people that work with me, you'll hear me repeat the same things is, which is, you know, protein, veggies, water, you know, get some, get some strength training and get some walking in. Well, you know, let's, let's look at it realistically. Those are all things that you can do while on vacation, you know, I'm not going to lie, right? Like you're probably going to have a, a couple drinks and stuff like that that might get in the way of some of your eating habits and activity and things like that. That's fine, you know, but I, I'm saying like a bulk of what you do during the day, you know, you can go get a walk in, go sightsee, you know, get your walk in. Um, you know, if you want to, you could get a little hotel workout in. No one's saying you got to go and or, you know, go do it in. You don't even have to go down to the hotel um you know, gym that they have, you can just do it, um, you know, in your hotel room, some lunges, some, some hip thrusts on the, on the couch, some push-ups, some, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated, knock it out in 15, 20 minutes, um, just so that, you know, you did it. Um, and then the same thing too, if you go out and eat places, you know, just, just, um, lean back on the principles of what you know how to do, which is, you know, drink your water, you know, um, eat some vegetables, order some vegetables when you're at dinner, lunch, or, um, you know, get some protein on your plate. It doesn't have to be overly complicated um, on staying active during vacation, but you're just going to have to be mindful about your decision-making process and make sure that you get a good combination of, I'm immersing myself in new cuisines and, and seeing things and stuff, but but I'm also, you know, I have goals in mind that that um, that extend past this vacation. So I, I don't think you necessarily need to throw out um, all your goals and, and things you should be doing during vacation. Um, but I also, on the same end, like I said, don't think you need to just do those things. Enjoy yourself. Okay. I want to, so this is the next question here. I want to get back in shape. But things keep coming up that make it hard for me to stay on track. What do I do to stay on track? Um, the biggest thing that you can do is put structures in place in your life that make it easier to stay on track. Um, you know, I just talked to one of my clients about this the other day. If you don't want to eat shitty food, don't keep it in the house. If you want to exercise and you're not going to make the commute to the gym every day, buy equipment for home. Um it's really as simple as that. Um, you basically, you know, the, the common adage when, when people are, are starting a new exercise routine, they try to make it as hard as possible. I'm going to eat super restrictive and I'm going to, 
I'm going to work out every day. And I'm going to, it's like, listen, brother, you're going from not working out at all. You know, you're going out from, you're going from not eating healthy at all. You're going from not drinking water, you know, with regularly regularity at all to, you know, as controlling as you can possibly be. Relax, build your environments in the way that are conducive of your goals. You know, it's, um, you know, the reason you do kitchen cleanouts is the same reason why, if you know, you're an alcoholic, you don't keep booze in the house. You just, if you don't want, if the things are not conducive of your goals and needs and your personal preferences, the things you want to do and you want to accomplish, don't keep them in the house. That It's as simple as that. If you, if you want to work out more, keep equipment in the house. If you want to eat better, keep whole minimally processed foods in your house. Um, that will help you keep on track. And then, you know, part of it is going to be, you're going to just have to get over some of, some of this. Let's look at it this way. You know, as people for survival, you know, we're programmed to be lazy as hell. I mean, just quite frankly, um, you know, our biological makeup, you know, is set up in a way that's, it's set up in a way to conserve energy, right? Well, in the past, when you have to, you know, plant your fields and, and, and harvest and you have to, you know, uh, you have to do farm work and you have to do all these things just to get a piece of bread on your plate or, you know, a, 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 you know, some chicken on your plate or, you know, grow some vegetables, all this work that's involved in it in the past, it doesn't exist anymore, right? Like you just, you could, if you wanted to, you could Instacart all your food to your house sit on your ass and do nothing. And, you know, there's no work involved. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to use, you know, that to your advantage in a way to realize like, okay, innately, I am lazy. Innately, my body is set up to make me do as little work as possible because it does that for survival. Um, and you, so you're just going to have to tell yourself in those moments when you're lazy and you don't want to go grocery shopping and you're lazy and you don't want to go. I hate using the word lazy, but you get, you guys kind of get where I'm coming from. Like not, not, not in an insulting way. That's just how our body is, you know? And, but like when you don't want to go work out, you're going to just have to tell yourself that, you know, my body is set up to conserve and our life in this modern world is set up for convenience. So if you don't make yourself move, no one's going to make you move. And that's alarming. And that's why, you know, that's that's why our, our country specifically is in a lot of the predicaments it's in as far as, you know, health and things like that is because it, you know, nothing about the way we live our lives day to day is conducive of health <laughs> because you know, you just, you don't have to do anything. So you're just going to have to make yourself do stuff and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to remind yourself what your goals are and why you're doing it and why it's important to you and remind yourself why it's important to you past just, you know, six, six pack abs on the beach and looking good. You, you, you know, you have to connect yourself with a deeper meaning of why you're doing these things in the first place, because otherwise you're not going to do them because your body doesn't want you to, because your body is designed to survive. Um, you know, not to make yourself do all these other things that are conducive with your goals. So just keep that in mind. All right. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there, but you get what I'm saying. All right. Let's sip a little bit of my tea.
I'm losing my voice here. All right. I've been thinking about signing up to train with you for a while, but I've been scared that I'm not in good enough shape to start. What can I do to prepare myself to train with you? Oh, you're breaking my heart. I wish I knew who this was. Um, you, you don't have to be in a certain level of shape to train with me. In, in fact, I would, um, I would prefer that, um, you know, I'm your first exposure to exercise and, and, um, and nutrition and, and, and coaching. Um, you know, you have to realize that, you know, I've worked in sport and I've worked in tactical space, but I've also always, always, always coached the, the general population as well. And, you know, I have five or six people I've worked with that have lost over a hundred pounds with me and, Oh man, a lot of people in between the eighties and the fifties and the, you know, but a lot of people have worked with me that have achieved, and I'm not saying weight loss is everything is because as you hear me on the podcast, you know, the biggest thing I focus on is you know, fat loss over weight loss and things like that. But, um, but I've, I've worked with, with a lot of everyday people that, you know, by circumstances or things that came up in life kind of dug themselves a hole as far as their health and their fitness went and, those are my favorite people to work with. To, to be honest with you, um, if you have further to go, you make gains faster. You know, um, you know, I can think of people that I've worked with that have had to lose, you know, 100 pounds. Um, and, you know, all you have to do is make little tweaks to their diet and they come in, you know, two weeks. And, oh, my God, I lost 10 pounds already. Yeah, man. You know, when when you're starting and it feels like you have to make these monumental changes to um, to make results. It's really not that way. And I think that's what you, you would enjoy about training with me is I'm not about, I'm not about optimal, you know, I'm not about the, this, um, quote unquote, perfect program for someone, you know, I'm about meeting you where you're at. Um, I'm about talking you through the process. Cause you know, I've only had to lose a hundred pounds, but I've had to lose 40 or 50. And I like to be the one that's there to kind of handhold, um, for the client, you know, in the first couple steps of the, the program to get you on the path and get you doing the right things. And um, so I would hope that, you know, if you are thinking about signing up for training, I hope you do it because, you know, we cover all the things that are involved in physical transformation, which is what most people are after, right? Whether that's, you know, increases in strength or body composition, improving, you know, decreasing fat, fat mass and increasing lean muscle mass. Um, all those things are covered in our program and I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to be at a certain level, um, to, to be qualified to train with me because, you know, I look at it this way is, you know, what you're trying to accomplish from a structural standpoint, um, push, pull, squat, hinge, low to carry, um, eat veggies, drink water, you know, eat protein. These things are true, um, you know, or mindfulness things too, like eating slowly and eating to 80% full. These things are true across the board, whether you're an, an elite athlete or you're Joe Jane or exercise enthusiast. Um, so, you know, I, I really think that if you don't have a program that isn't universally, universally at, at its, at its, um, at its bones, isn't, isn't applicable to most people. And, and even the average person can't benefit from it. I, I just think that there's something wrong with uh, um, the structure of, of the program in the first place. You know, might, might the loads change, right? If I'm working with an athlete versus, you know, um, someone that's just first learning the lifts. Yeah. 
but you know, structurally a lot of it doesn't change. So I wouldn't feel like you have to be at a certain level to, to sign up. In fact, I, I encourage the opposite. I hope that, you know, I'm the person you go to, to learn the skills in the first place, get you on the path. Okay. This one's, this one's good. <laughs> Why is dying exercise so hard? Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I talked about. It's, it's tough to do, you know, it's, it's tough to implement a nutrition plan and an exercise plan because inherently, you know, like I said, our psychology and our physiology, it's, it's set up for us to conserve. Um, you know, so if you have habits that you've had in place for a long time, like, you know, not eating breakfast and not preparing your food and not shopping for and being vigilant and being intentional about, you know, looking at the foods you're eating and, and what they're, what they do to your body. And, and you don't, you know, you don't plan out when you're going to exercise, you don't put it into your schedule, you don't plan your walks and put it into your schedule, you don't plan a sleep routine and execute it. Yeah, I mean, that's hard. That's hard. It's like anything else. Like, you know, I look at it like any other endeavor, if you're going to learn something new, you know, when you first start, it's, it's stressful. Well, for example, like, you know, like learning the piano, you know, when you first start, you know, you're just learning where the keys are and you're learning the notes and you're learning how to read music and you're learning how to feel comfortable, um, you know, just playing basic songs and it's frustrating you know, it's, it's very frustrating process to learn something new, um, when you're first figuring out the structure of what you need to do. And, and, you know, the people that, that realize it's a process and it takes time and, and to be patient with themselves, you know, they'll learn the piano and the people that, um, that quit because they don't sound like, you know, fucking Mozart the first time they play, um, they'll quit. So keep that in mind as you, as you take on any new endeavor in your life is, you know, the, fuck man, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, I'm, I'm watching this, like, um, you know, man in the arena documentary with Tom Brady and he talks about that all the time. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's fucking hard, but it's, but it's worth it. It's worth it. If you can, if you can get over the growing pains of learning some of these skills and implementing some of these new things in your life, you're going to be better for it. And, you know, I can't remember who said it, but I was talking about this with a client the other day. We talked about, you know, you pick your heart. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to eat better. It's hard to, you know, plan your life differently. It's hard to get your workouts in. It's hard to get, you know, um, to show up to your, your weekly calls and talk about the program that, you know, you're doing and maybe you're not as successful at the beginning. It's hard. It's hard having these conversations and, and learning these new skills, but it's fucking hard being unhealthy and overweight and not feeling good about yourself. And it, it's really tough, you know, everything that comes along with that. So, I mean, you choose, that's, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, you can choose hard in in the way of having to learn these new skills or you can choose hard in the way of being unhealthy and and not really being the person you think you can be and living up to your potential and you know and like i said it's not about physical potential in the end of like you have to look and perform a certain way it's just like just listen man just on a basic level just being healthy so that you can go and do the things you love you know that's what it's about um so yeah it, it is hard it's hard to to implement these things but I will tell you as someone that's worked with 
a lot of different clients and a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different ages and, and goals. And um, it's worth it every time. I have, I have yet to work with someone, um, you know, that's, that's added exercise and, and, and better eating and, and, you know, sleep habits and things. I've yet, and, and more accountability and support and hanging out with someone that, that gives a shit about them a couple, you know, a couple times a month on a call. I've yet to, to see people not improve their lives. So, um, you know, you choose your heart. All right. So let's go to this one. I was thinking about buying some exercise for home. What should I get? Um, well, you know, this is a big part of what I do in online coaching is I don't like to just provide, I don't like to just provide the, you know, the personalized nutrition report and, you know, the exercises and things like that. I like to talk people through the process, you know, cause it's, it's think about it like this. It's like when you have a diet, eat these foods. Okay. But you still have to shop for those foods. I still, you still have to have certain level of skills in the kitchen to prepare those foods. You got to have things in your house to store those foods. You got to plan for a certain amount of days. You get it right. Like there's more involved than here, here, eat this. Um, it's the same thing with equipment. You know, it, it comes down to a few things, you know, like, you know, what do you have in your budget? How do you like to train? What equipment do you like to train with? Um, what does your space look like? You know, we can't just go out and buy all this equipment and bring it home and your wife wants to smack the shit out of you. Like, what are you doing? This is the, this is the sewing room. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, you can't, you know, so you, so you have to take those things into consideration. You have to be able to look at, um, you know, what, what, what piece of equipment do you like to train with? What's in your budget? What type of space do you have available? So th those are all things that go into the decision-making process. But if you're asking me, you know, what do I think is probably the best thing to start with? You know, I like, I like the typical free weights. I like, you know, barbells and kettlebells and dumbbells because I believe that they're the most versatile piece of equipment that you can do the most with. Um, you know, if you, if you really are strapped for cash and you don't have the money and, and you just want to get your feet wet, I think going out and getting a sturdy duffel bag and some bags of rice, or if you're my buddy, Brooke bags of kitty litter, man, I'll tell you this, the kitty litter shred program is no joke, baby. So, you know, you could go that route too, but, but yeah, like I said, I like those, uh, the dumbbells and the kettlebells and the barbells. I like those cause there's, they're versatile. And, you know, once you get the, the foundations of push, pull, squat, hinge, low to carry down, you can add variations to spice up your training and, you know, continue to make progress and have fun. And, and so, so I would say that if I was to say like my top two, I wouldn't, I actually like, like as much as I like barbells, I would probably tell most people to start with them, go out and get a pair of power blocks. Um, you know, the, the interchangeable dumbbells, the adjustable dumbbells, or get, get, um, get kettlebells and get three, maybe three different weights. Um, get doubles for each one and then, you know, have those as your training, you know, one, one light set, one medium set, one heavy set. Um, that would be my recommendation to you as far as getting equipment. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. What do you like? What do you, what do you like most about Arizona? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I like that when I look on snap on my snap stories, people are like, Oh, it's one degree. And, I'm waist deep in snow. I like that I, I, 
I uh, look at it and I flip through it and then I open my door and I walk outside and 75 degrees and sunny. I like that. Um, I also love, I just love how everything looks here, man. And I know it's all like, you know, if I grew up here, it wouldn't be the same too, because I'm sure the same people that, you know, look at the palm trees here, like I do and go, Oh my God, I'm in paradise. You know, look at the mountains. Oh, I'm in paradise. You look at, you know, um, you know, they're the, the people from here would probably go to Wisconsin and be like, it's beautiful. Cause it is. Um, but I like, I, like I said, I love the weather, you know, for me, I train people year round. So, you know, whether I'm doing my Saturday groups at the field and bringing the, you know, the awning out there to, to train people under that, it's just beautiful out, or, you know, I'm working with clients and, you know, we want to go out and get some sun or, you know, taking clients out in the pool and doing recovery sessions. I like, I just, I love Arizona because of the weather. Um, and then I also love it too, because it just, it makes me more active. It's really, you know, I noticed that just in living in Wisconsin my whole life during the winter time, it's cold as shit all the time. You know, it's, you know, it's cool on Christmas, but I just always felt like, you know, other than that, it's like, I, I, and it's probably because I never snowboarded or skied or anything like that, which I should have probably got into being or snowshoeing being in Wisconsin as long as I did. I, I was there, but um, I just never did. I got into to drinking in the bars. That was that was my winter sport. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I like I like the culture here. I, I love all the all the food here, the just the different cuisines and different cultures. And there's so much to do and. Like I said, I, you know, just going outside and the weather every day. I love that. So um, love that about Arizona. This There's also a really awesome fitness community here. There's a lot of really good professionals here. There's, you know, if you want to go on a weekend and watch an Olympic lifting meet or you want to go and, you know, go, go listen to a workshop from someone big in our industry, you know, the Arizona is the place for that. People here are active and they don't, they don't mess around. Um, and then right off of that, what do you miss about Wisconsin? Oh man. Um, I miss the, the people. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, cause you grew up there, but you know, I'm used to my whole life knowing everybody I'm used to, you know, whether it's back at home or in college or, you know, people in Wisconsin are just very personable. You know, you have a beer with someone in a bar and, you have a shot and you know, tell some stories and, and you're some of those people you, you were friends with the rest of your life. Like I can think of a lot of my really good friends. I just met in Wisconsin. Just, um, it's just like that unique place where, um, you know, everybody's pretty outgoing. Everybody's pretty, you know, like open to, to talking to new people and meeting new people. Everybody's very nice and friendly in Wisconsin. I'm not saying they aren't here. They certainly are. Yeah. I met some of my first clients here just, um, randomly talking to them at a park. Um, those are two of my, two my, my longest clients that I've had in Arizona so far. So people are definitely personable here, but yeah, I love the people. I love, I just, uh, I, I miss, I miss a lot of my friends in, in Wisconsin and, you know, um, I, I do miss the fall time. Um, there's nothing like fall weather and the leaves changing in lacrosse or, going over to a football game in Madison and Camp Randall. Ooh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing beats that. So, um, so yeah, I miss that. I miss, miss some of my old clients that I had, my friends and, um, but yeah, 
lot to miss. It was a great place, a lot of great people. All right, let's move on to the next one. I'm crying. I'm crying. This is sad. You guys are making me sad. Um, so next one is, <laughs> this is awesome. I see you make a lot of pasta. How do you stay in shape and still eat the, po- the, the foods you like? Listen, man, you know, you, you don't post the, you know, if you were to look at what I eat on a daily basis, it's, it's a lot of it's the same-ish structurally and a lot of it's pretty boring. You know, I eat a lot of, a lot of exactly what I say in the podcast over and over again. I eat a lot of protein, veggies, um, colorful fruits. I eat a lot of, you know, nuts and seeds and, and drink a lot of water and, you know, and I prep them in, in, in larger amounts so that I don't have to meal prep during the week. So I can just, you know, instead of making decisions about food, I have, I have food prepared and ready to go for me. Um, but, but food and cooking and cooking new things, especially, you know, new things, but I love cooking pasta. I love it. It's like a very meditative place for me. You know, like, uh, like some people, they feel that way when they work out, you know, you just kind of lose yourself. You play some good music and, 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 you know, you just take yourself to this, this happy place. Um, I do that when I cook, you know, I'll just, I'll throw in some stupid, you know, like, you know, I'll listen to some R and B throw on some, or throw on some like Aretha Franklin or like, Frankie Sinatra or, you know, like just something, something goofy and, and I'll bust out the the pasta roller and I'll make my, I'll make my pasta dough and I'll make, you know, I'll get all all the ingredients and I do my little, my little pre-pasta shop at, you know, go to Sprouts or uh, whatever grocery store I decide to go to, but it's a very like meditative, like happy thing for me. And as you notice too, you know, I, I don't, I don't do it all the time. And and it's not all my meals, but like, I, I think that rolling pasta is just as important for my health personally and making some of the foods that I love in, in mindful portions is just as important for me, um, as all the quote unquote healthy stuff that I eat. Um, the, the big thing that people need to keep in mind is, is the amounts, right? You know, it, 90% of what I eat is not pasta. And when I eat pasta, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort, you know, say what you will, but it's not, you know, you might get a little sweat rolling, rolling a, a thin, a thin layer of ravioli sheets and, um, you know, all the mixing and stuff that goes into making the fillings and going and getting this stuff and standing in the kitchen for hours. You know, there's a lot that goes into it for a couple ravioli and, Um, but I love it. I just love how it looks. I, I'm like someone that I love like the, the visual kind of the artistic thing involved in cooking too. Like I'm really big on like plating the dish and like how it looks and, you know, I want it to taste good, but it's like very satisfying for me to be in the kitchen and like, see how it comes out, take the picture and, and sit down and feel like proud and satisfied with the dish I made, you know? I feel like there's a lot of people that really, um, you know, they, they, they cook and eat things and they do things in their life because like they're trying to make it as convenient and as easy as possible. And on some end I do that too, but I also really love a challenge in the kitchen. Like give me, give me like a new recipe I've never tried. Give me like a type of pasta to make that's challenging or a dish to make that's challenging. And I love that, you know, even desserts and stuff. I do that a lot less frequent, but I love that stuff. 
So, you know, I would say, you know, how do you stay in shape and still eat the foods you like? I, I say that, um, you know, when you are preparing what you eat 85 or, you know, 80 to 90% of the time, make it the things that are conducive of your goals and needs. And then, you know, prep them in larger amounts, make sure that they're ready and on hand, you know, have, have nuts in the cabinets, have seeds in the cabinets, have your overnight oats in the fridge, have your skillet prepared with veggies in it, have your stir fry prepared with protein and veggies in it, have your, you know, have your tuna or sardines in the, in the pantry, have your fresh fruit in the fridge, you know, have your filtered water all ready to go, have all those things, but still, still, my man, still make that pasta because life is more than just your body composition. Life is more than just your physical goals that you reach. There's something that's like, there's something you get from just like these artistic and and challenging endeavors in the kitchen. And I feel like, um, you know, that, that are, that are important too. you know, just, just don't, don't ever lose, lose sight of that, that, you know, I, I like to look good and I want to, I want to be strong too, but I don't want to like cut all the things that I love and I think are important to my, my life out just because, you know, I'll gain a little extra body fat percentage over the course of my life. Who gives a fuck, you know, go make some pasta and give it to your wife and give it to the people you love and that stuff's important too. Well, it looks like I went a little bit longer than normal because you know, we were talking about pasta and that got me in a, in a mood here. So, well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen today and, um, you know, continue to tune in. I, th- I think I got some good guests coming for you um, soon here. Um, one of them I, that I talked to, I reached out to was Matt Gifford from, um, used to, to coach at, at, at Next Level with, with Brad Arnett, just a great, great trainer. Um, he's now opened up his own place at, at Ethic. Um, um, super excited to have him on the show. Super nice guy. Um, great coach. He's worked with just about any elite athlete in any space you can think of. Really excited to have him on. I got to contact him again and, and set up a date. But that's um, that's who I'm planning on getting the next one with um, for the podcast. And then I'll have Dan on again, too. I think we're going to try to make it like a monthly thing um, where I have Dan on the show, which is crazy. Um, I remember, you know, one more thing. I remember when I lost my job at Mayo Clinic during the pandemic, I would sit and watch um, Dan's workshops, you know, like one day I'm going to have my own business and one day I'm going to have my own workshops and and I'm going to have my own YouTube videos and, and life's crazy guys. You know, now I'm not saying I've made it by any means, but you know, I now I've been able to, I consider him a peer and a friend. Life's weird, man. Just work your ass off and you never know where you're going to end up. Who you're going to be able to surround yourself with. I'm very blessed on that end. Um, but yeah, you, you guys uh, look look. Um, stay tuned for some more good guests and and thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and thank you so much.